Welcome to Return to Oz Minute, where we're analyzing the 1985 Disney classic Return to Oz. One might be my favorite minute of the movie. Minute at a time. Yeah, sorry. I'm really excited about this one, guys. I'm Tierney Steele. And I'm Mike Carlucci. And we're joined by a special guest this week, Sean German. Hello, hello. Hello, Tierney. Hello, Mike. Thank you very much for having me for uh, for this wondrous minute. <laughs> Uh, I, I, I worry that I'm talking it up too much, but I think it's gonna, I think it's gonna hold up. Uh, this minute of course is minute 58, which starts with Jack suggesting they try the magic words because Dorothy sprinkled their creation with the powder of life and it didn't come to life. And it ends with everyone about to fly out a window. So it's a very dramatic minute. Um, and I mentioned last week that one of my first introductions to this movie was at the end of a lot of Disney movies. There was a little like commercial that was clips really quickly of different Disney movies. You know, the love bug was in there. The original flubber was in there. Escape from Witch mountain, like that sort of stuff. The only thing that was a full scene was this from return to us. (laughs) And so when I hear this music, when I hear these lines, like they are ingrained in my brain from watching them so many times. Um, so I hope you didn't hate the minute, Sean, because whoops. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, not at all. I, when, I, when I saw what minutes I had, um, I, I squeed like a wee person because this answers so many questions. Um, about the you know the website address the uh, the Facebook users group name <laughs> so many things become clear this is such a, a revelation when I reach this point of the movie oh yes uh, yes and uh, minute fifty eight is the minute where they say weog tiog piog and then the gump <laughs> comes to life and says piog piog should sound familiar by this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, Mike, this is really influential on your childhood as well. Yeah, and I mean, it, it's come up on a lot of different minute podcasts, but uh, the concept of the, the long minute, this minute just feels like it has everything, like the whole, <laughs> e- everything you could want out of the movie like it, is in this, from that sort of iconic scene, the weog teog piog, like the whole plan has come together, and there's so much action, you get Mombi, you get Dorothy. Yeah, everyone's involved. There, you know, you got Jack and TikTok and Belina, and and you really hit the one of the key lessons of the movie, which is read the directions. <laughs> you know, we, we saw this earlier when when Dorothy was was figuring out how to how to get TikTok going, and he had his little directions kind of printed right on him, and now she's you know Belina's reminding her. Well, just read the directions. Well, I, <laughs> Still, oh, God. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, just saying, you know, it's, it's a lesson for all of us. <laughs> it's not a bad lesson. Um, so it starts with Dorothy, you know, saying it's not working. So Jack says there must have been some magic words. And when she says, can't you remember what they were? He says, I wasn't alive then. How can I remember? <laughs> so we get a little bit more philosophizing. That's when Polina suggests... 
read the directions. Read the directions. And I yes. absolutely love Dorothy's responses that she doesn't know these words. And then Billy just like read them, or they just say read them anyway. And that read is them anyway. Every time you had to like read aloud in English <laughs> class, and it was just like, well, I hope this works because I am guessing. <laughs> and interestingly, uh, so the, I mean, this seems almost line by line in the script, except the Gump does not have a line. He doesn't say Piog in this version. <laughs> it's just. The Gump's eyes move. He is bewildered by what is happening to him. And Jack says, that's it. And they continue on. <laughs> I like that he immediately... I mean, because you do kind of need a button of like, look, the Gump's alive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, just to let us know that the, the spell worked. Yes. Of course, uh, the power. Jack should have known the word Piog then, right? Or maybe he just... He knew that there was a magic word because he woke up with it. Yeah. Even if he didn't remember... It was the word Piog. He only remembered, like, the last syllable. That's not helpful. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, I wondered, I, I wondered, like, how, you know, if he wasn't alive to know the words, how did he know there were words? But, yeah, he might have had a, a memory of that last syllable. You hear, like, the very end. So he's like, there had to be something, but yeah. I don't know what it was. Um, I did a little research, since I knew this was going to be so critical, to our our whole <laughs> podcast, essentially. Um, there is an entry on the website, Oziana, for the Powder of Life, and it's not very long, so I'm just going to skip. It is a magical powder which brings to life an inanimate object. Mombi obtained this magical substance from Dr. Nikidik, who may also be Dr. And I'm glad that's not involved. It's P-I-P-T, so that's as close as I can get. Um, it took six years of constant stirring of magical ingredients in four large kettles to make just enough powder to fit in a small pepper box. Um, well, this looks more like a salt shaker to me, but close enough. A number of notable Ozites came to life through the magic of this powder, including Jack Pumpkinhead, and then the sawhorse scraps of the glass cat, which are only in the book, and the gump. And this is the part that made me very happy, and I kind of wish I had been doing this all along. The incantation that must accompany the use of the powder is as follows. Weog, spoken with the left hand raised and little finger pointed upward. Tiog, spoken with the right hand raised and thumb pointed upward. And Piog, spoken with both hands raised and all the fingers and thumbs spread. <laughs> we have been missing... I, actually, I should have lied. Of course I've been doing those actions. Of course we've been doing of that every show. Yes, we've been doing that every day. <laughs> I mean, I just assumed you were doing that too. I mean, oh yeah, of course. If if, uh, if we were watching, if you if you if everyone were watching the video version of the podcast, you know that we've been doing in costume with special effects, <laughs> like you would be seeing it. But sadly, yeah. the internet just isn't ready for that. We were doing it in you know a really high de like eight K. So in the future, <laughs> special editions. Yeah, I I've been doing it at home as I listen to uh, the podcast. So. I assume all the other listeners have been as well. Of course. It's so great. I, it's, um, God, I just love this scene. I'm sorry. I, I know I'm a gusher. I don't care. Like, this is my childhood playing out in front of me today. Um, one thing that they didn't bother including in that little montage thing, because uh, they just had the escape. Um, we see Mombi when she busts into the room and <laughs> gets the thing in her face. 
Um, but they didn't include her in her headquarters busting the mirror door of cabinet 31 with a stool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is action figure Mombi. Yeah. Yeah, Mombi she she's certainly very uh yeah, upset and animated and uh have have you covered I don't know I don't, I'm a little I'll, I'll admit I'm a little bit behind listening to the podcast. Have you covered uh why is she so interested in the chicken? Is it just to just because she knows she can use it against the the gnome king? Uh, well, what we've been told is that everyone knows chickens are not allowed in Oz. Like it's just not a thing. It's not he, he, the gnome king has said you can't have a chicken in here, and so everyone's kind of obsessed with the chicken to the same extent. Although she is the only one in Oz that so far has threatened to cook Belina. Um, yeah. So she still has some okay. human characteristics that the other creatures we've encountered don't. But right. yeah, that came from him. Okay. I know I'm getting a little bit ahead because at this minute she's she gives a, a great Dorothy Gale oh yell. Oh my god. <laughs> um, and it's a little bit later where she's just as concerned about Belina getting away as as Dorothy. But yeah, that's it's a nice little. Um, bit where she busts into the room and her dress just kind of or part of her dress just flies up in front of her face and they just you know yeah we'll leave that take that's good well i was trying to figure out if it's her dresser actually it looks like it's a spare almost like uh, almost like you know how in movies like the newspaper flies into someone's face only it's a piece of cloth instead yeah this is like a storeroom that could have been like a a drop cloth on something (laughs) i think okay um no, I just I just want to make sure we take a moment to appreciate the image of the headless mombi wielding a stool, smashing the mirror, <laughs> grabbing the head and taking off. Um also does that mean that Dorothy closed that cabinet and kept the key? like that's a lot under pressure to do. If that that like that presence of mind is really impressive to me. Right, cuz you see a lot of times in movies where the the protagonist gets the thing they're after and then they just take off and whatever they've opened, whatever they had to do to get there, they don't undo everything. But yeah, it looks like she's, since she snatched the powder, she must've closed the cabinet and, and, and kind of covered her tracks. Yeah, It must automatically um, lock Yeah, because there's no way she had time to do the key again, but right. I just, I, I like that. And then yes, uh, <laughs> when she's coming up the stairs and you just hear her screaming, Dorothy Gale, that is so great. It's such a like monster movie <laughs> mm-hmm. moaning. Like the voice is just perfect. Well, yeah. Enha- oh. I was gonna say it really enhances the tension of this getaway. Like they've, she's coming. She's not happy. They've got to get going quickly. Dorothy and friends. Yeah. Yeah. Gump's got to figure his stuff out pretty quickly. <laughs> quick mike what were you gonna say so i i went back to minute 56 just now to see exactly because in in my mind's eye i figured i could picture her closing it but dorothy does actually close uh once mommy starts to scream she closes the cabinet she kind of pauses for a second then she gets the key turns the key locks the door pulls out the key and then she makes her escape so dorothy is i was thinking oh well Maybe she just left the key in, but, you know, with Mombi didn't have her head, so she couldn't see, so she didn't know the key was there, but she... Mm-hmm. 
But yeah, no, Dorothy actually has the presence of mind. She she keep she uh she keeps her head on her on her shoulders and uh, <laughs> keeps her head about her. Yeah. And she locks the cabinet, and that. Yeah. I mean, for all you know, we mm-hmm. we hear that Mombi is a powerful witch, but the spell the only spell we've seen cast so far has been by Dorothy, and the witch mm-hmm. had to use a stool while she was acting <laughs> headless to get her head. Like, the Wi-Fi <laughs> yeah. collar wasn't working. She couldn't pick up what the other heads were seeing. She just had to use the stool. I love that the other heads are freaking out when she does that, too. Oh, they yeah. They are not happy. <laughs> they are screaming themselves off there. When I wonder if, thing. just as, has Mombi gotten complacent? Just, because I don't, like, if, if I took my head off at night, I would keep it nearby. I would have a head... Right, you know, right on the uh, nightstand, right next to the bed. I wouldn't have it like across the room in a cabinet that yeah. I need to go, you know, bust in with a stool if, if there's some emergency. Well, it, I want to have her original. I'm weirded out that she doesn't sleep with a head on. Yeah, that's weird. Like, well, you don't want to mess up the hair. <laughs> that's true. She doesn't have anyone to help. You, that, she's doing all that work herself. When it's the on, wheelers, so. and we know she's lazy. <laughs> You think the wheelers are hairdressers? <laughs> Is this an Edward Scissorhands situation? Yeah. I mean, there's no one else. Yeah, there's, there's no one else. It's just, it's just Mombi and the wheelers. And the wheelers. She goes around to the oh. other Oz citizens who have been turned to stone, and she talks to them, and it's kind of an, kind of an I am legend sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> now, do, do you think that, so all these, the other heads, do they ever talk to each other? When they're just hanging out, they're left alone in their cases. God, I hope so. <laughs> yeah. I feel like they must just to keep from getting bored. Just yeah, just to pass the time, you know. Well, that also would help with the the memory gaps. Just to oh, say, hey, yeah. what did you do today? And I noticed you were out walking around. What was your day like? What have you know? Any new songs on the mandolin? <laughs> or like, hey, 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 I didn't get to this. Please make sure, like, whoever is next. Yeah. You know. <laughs> I oh left the God. oven on. Someone's got to turn it off. Oh, my God. Imagine if she's reading a book and someone she takes the head <laughs> off and has to tell them, like, oh, my God, you won't believe what happened in this chapter so that they keep up to date so that uh. they can read the next one. I, I like this. <laughs> I like this a lot. Because <laughs> we've posited that not all these heads are evil. Like, Mombi's a no. bad guy, but some of these heads are just, like, here. Like, they're just doing their thing. They're not involved in, like, helping the Gnome King or trying to kidnap small children. Right. So my thought on that, like, we... A little bit in the future here. but we So we, we see the mandolin head, and then she switches to the brunette. I think the brunette is the one at the end of the movie who kind of gives a speech. Okay. But I can't... So I mm-hmm. wonder, like, she seems to be kind of a law and order figure and talks about, uh, you know, the downfall of Mombi and, you know, a witch without magic yeah. is a miserable being indeed. Why, if you're if you're an evil witch like Mombi, why would you wear that head? Wouldn't, like, wouldn't that sort of interfere with your plans because that head could control your body for a bit? Or No, but that head, when it's on her body... Is like one of the most evil ones where it's just like, oh man. And she has the wherewithal to concoct and carry out a plan. Yeah. And she's the one who talks about cooking like, Belina. Like she's a, uh, yeah, she's, she's, is it lawful 
evil. I'm going to butcher this, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And then when she's back on her original body, I mean, we don't know that person. Maybe she's a total, you know what, <laughs> itch. Um, <laughs> it's a family show. A different kind of witch. Yes. I said itch. I mean, that's just, that's a total normal. You get a mosquito bite, these things happen. Uh, I'm not in trouble. <laughs> um, yeah, I kind of, I kind of think, like, obviously there is some influence to being the head on this witch's body, but I do think some of the inherentness of the soul stays and I think that person maybe was just like alright well now that I'm in these circumstances this is the type of person I am and it's not a nice one <laughs> and it's really only this original head in 31 that's like the witch the original head that which I think is why she goes to get that one instead of just grabbing the nearest head and going after Dorothy Right. she's worried she's gonna need powers and need all her her abilities and Mombi is the one who made the that deal with the Gnome King. And she was given the other heads as a gift. So the, the Gnome King, uh, he might be able to overpower any of the other heads on the Mombi body. Oh. Considering we don't know. We know that there's some, there's, there's some change in memory. Like some memories do seem to transfer or the body wouldn't know to take off these heads and, uh, or to switch heads at a point in a conversation to be like, hold that thought let me switch heads (laughs) so something about it mommy knew okay that this is serious i need my head i need full access i think that's it it's like oh things just got real i need the original head like none of these gals are gonna do it um speaking of bodies uh dorothy asked if the gum uh can you flap your wings and he says i don't have any wings (laughs) And Bellini informs him, now you do. No. And he's so just like, oh, I guess I do. Or I guess you're right, I do. <laughs> like, he adjusts pretty quickly. Yeah. This is also uh, more lines that are not in the script. Which oh. which are really, like, that's a really good couple of seconds. And I feel well, like... Well, yeah, and it, and it makes sense. It's that, yeah, this isn't, yeah, this isn't his body. And all his appendages that he had the last time he was aware of anything. So it kind of makes sense that he wouldn't necessarily realize right away. Yeah. Oh, I don't have wings. Well, and he can no. only turn well, no. his head yeah. so much. It's not like he can <laughs> see what they have built on the back of him. Right. Yeah. I guess he's just kind of trust. Oh, you, if you say I have wings, then I must have wings. Yeah. But I'll have a little bit more to say about... Uh, <laughs> yeah. The, the Gump's got an interesting existence. And we hear yeah, a little bit more from him on that. We have got, you know, a couple minutes. So I don't want to get too far ahead. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so he's got he's got wings. Yep. Now he knows. Yep. Oh, God, yeah. it's so good. Because, like, Mombi busts into the room and they all scream. But they're already heading for the window, which is open. Like, it's so dramatic. Like, yeah. It is so per- – it is – it's <laughs> the perfect amount of, like, kids' melodrama, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Like – the stakes are high, the music is swelling, people are screaming, and it's just like, it's just such a little kid enjoyable <laughs> thing. Like, you're yeah. scared, and then, like, but you're also excited. Da- and, and Dorothy's just taking charge, she's shouting orders, like, Jack, help talk, Belina, get over here. And then we get, like, around, like, second 35, 36, you get just the majestic flight of Belina. 
as she's thrown from off screen onto uh, onto the couch. Belina gets thrown around quite a bit in this movie. Yeah. Well, she could only fly in her younger days, but, so. Yeah. yeah. She gave it a good flap. Yeah. Yeah. But so, yeah, Belina's leaping onto the couch. Jack is going to get talk and just, yeah, and... and you know, Dorothy's just kind of shouting, barking out orders. All right, Gump, now you just got to flap, and it's all good. Yeah, Dorothy is General Patton in this moment. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I would I would follow that 11-year-old girl into battle any day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah. uh, so they go out the window and plummet to their death, and that's the end of the movie. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thank you for joining us. This has been Return to Oz Minute. I'm just kidding. Um, Do anyone else have anything else for this particular minute? Uh, Just that we touched on Mombi's entrance a little bit, but uh, you know, it's another great throws open the double doors, and there's just light surrounding her, and she looks insane. It's great. Yeah, there's there's this is one moment. There's a there's a couple more um, where she's backlit. And you see just the hairs going a little wild and the lights coming through. And she just she's she just looks like such a the bad person, the bad guy, the bad woman. Very maniacal, very scary, oh, yeah. uh, very appropriate for uh, for the part. Yeah. And that, you know, I just it must have been fun for the actress just to be <laughs> like, just it's it's over the top. It's, you know, you're just you're going to be bad and just own it and, and go nuts. Yeah. How low can your voice get while saying yeah. Dorothy Gale? <laughs> Dorothy Gale. <laughs> Open the doors. Oh. The fans will be in the front. The lights will be in the back. Give it everything yeah. you've got. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, now, see, now I just want the behind the scenes of, like, how many times they did this. <laughs> and then, like, reclosed the doors, waited, turned off the fan, and then throws them back open again and re-enters. <laughs> I'm kind of amazed because that sounds like the sort of thing I would have latched on to as a little kid and like tried to throw open the doors and dramatically enter over <laughs> and over again until someone yelled at me to cut it out. Yeah. Yeah. I had to be stopped for a while after being introduced to Sleeping Beauty because I would, my mom had like these fake flowers in our house and I would grab them, clutch them to my chest, run into the room, drop to the floor and refuse to move until someone woke me up. <laughs> <laughs> and i mean not just That's like awesome. oh i'd lie there for a couple uh, minutes and eventually get bored i was like committed to the bit <laughs> and it just it was like one of those things where i the first time i did it my parents were like oh my god that's so sweet and then the 500th time i did it they were like we're just gonna leave you there <laughs> like, so. we're just gonna step over you yep, you insist yep. yeah <laughs> so i'm kind of amazed that like little dramatic me did not like, I always wanted to be Dorothy and was always marshalling the sofa out the window. And I'm kind of surprised because you're right. This is a great dramatic moment. And I, I would have been all about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, usually we ask people's history of Return to Oz, but we have some quieter minutes coming up. So I'm going to save it for that if that's okay. All right. We can save it. All right. Yeah. Because uh, I'm assuming you'll be back. Tomorrow. Oh please! <laughs> I mean, You'll have to a, push me out the window on a couch. This yeah. This would be a horrible cliffhanger to leave you on. <laughs> like, okay. yeah, almost, almost literally, not quite a cliff, but a uh, ledge hanger. Yeah, yeah. I want to see uh, <laughs> what, yeah, happens. what happens next. Yeah. Excellent. Um, 
up shop until tomorrow. Why don't you tell the lovely listeners where you hail from on the interwebs? Sure. Uh, well, my name is Sean, and I was the host of a little thing we called the Spinal Tap Minute, where we did what you folks are doing, only we did it for the movie This Is Spinal Tap. And you can find that at SpinalTapMinute.com, and we're on you know, iTunes and Google Play and, and wherever finer podcasts are downloaded. <laughs> and uh, that, that wrapped up earlier in the summer of 2017, so all those episodes are, uh, are out there and waiting for, for your listeners. If they haven't listened to it already, we'll, we'll leave those up for a little while. Uh, at least so you can download and enjoy. And that was with uh, my wonderful co-host, Heidi Bennett. Uh, so if, uh, yeah, if anyone out there hasn't listened to it and you enjoy old silly movies with uh, with great rock and roll, I would uh, suggest you check that out. Not as much overlap with Return to Oz as some <laughs> other movies. But I mean, another excellent movie, uh, 80s movie, so... Yes. It's all good. Just a different end of that. Um, yeah, sli- <laughs> slightly more adult jokes. In that. <laughs> yes, it is. It is. I should say it is an R-rated movie, and uh, the Word podcast at times get to be uh, R-rated as well. So, uh, so kids, ask your parents before downloading. <laughs> that's all I'll say. Well, that's. Um, I'm the co-host on another movie by minutes podcast about the never-ending story. Which I really love and enjoy, and it is, you know, it's a PG movie. It's a kid's movie, but first of all, we're uncovering a lot that is way more adult in that movie. Like, that movie is deep and dark, and Mm, then sometimes our conversations get a little blue, and I'm like, should we, like, warn people that we never swear, (laughs) but um, we're doing the wink-wink, nudge-nudge a lot lately, so... (laughs) I feel like we're getting a little bit more adult than we do here on Return to Oz. Um, If you're looking for Return to Oz, well, first of all, you'll find all of these on MoviesByMinutes.com. That has all the completed or releasing uh, podcasts in this format. Um, But ReturnToOzMinute.com is our show specifically, as is our Twitter feed at OzMinute, as is our one post Instagram at Oz Minute. <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't know when you're listening to this. Maybe there's more by now. I don't know. Um, and then we have a Facebook page and group, the Return to Oz Minute Listeners Flying Sofa. Yay. And we did it. We found the flight. Well, we made it. His wings are flapping. He's pretty close. We'll find out next minute how the flying goes. <laughs> Did I catch everything? You can also find us at weogtiogpiog.com. That's what it's from. Yep. And now you yeah, now you know why. And it's been shown on screen, so if you've been trying to figure out spelling, it's there. <laughs> oh man, this is great. I'm so excited. Oh, I can't wait for it to be tomorrow. <laughs> okay. We always close the show with, uh, you know, trading off the magic words. Uh, Tierney, I'll say the first two and then join in on Piog. Oh, yeah. As all the cool kids do. <laughs> yeah. I, oh, this I've been so looking forward to this. Excellent. <laughs> Weog. Tiog. Piog. Piog. I did the motions this time and I almost took out my headphones. <laughs> I got the cord.